welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the BFA International Audio Blog. This is Keith Johnson, who had a plan to be in the land of Charlotte, North Carolina. However, I am still in the land of Israel and doors are flinging open. I am being led. I am being pushed. I am being challenged. I am being molded. I am being protected and I am being blessed. I'm so glad that you have taken the time to, to, to come and take a few minutes with us to listen to this audio blog. Some things have happening that, that are happening right now that I had to report. Uh, it was my plan to be back in Charlotte. Uh, however, I love the idea of being led. I certainly don't want to be uh, uh, take advantage of that, but I've had an opportunity to stay in Israel to complete uh, some work I thought that would be done uh, last week, but in the midst of the tour, that's just a, it's just a <laughs> not an easy thing to do. So I took my time to, to focus on the folks on the tour, and then I knew that I had some things that I could do after that if I had the opportunity to stay. And so I prayed about it first. I called my wife second, and they matched. <laughs> the prayer was yes, stay, and my wife also, Andrea, said stay and, and get your work done and quickly get back home uh, to me. She said so. I am. Uh, finishing the work here, I will be here by God's grace until the 31st, which happens to be the sighting, the planned sighting uh, of the new moon, the beginning of the first month of the year, according to the biblical calendar. Uh, just so happens this year is there's some sinking going on with the Gregorian calendar, the rabbinic calendar and the biblical calendar. I'm going to hold off <laughs> to talk about that next week. But this week, I have to just update you on something that took place that really has been uh overwhelming for me. Uh, I've taken the approach since I've been here is to to do everything that I can to get as much information as I can, inspiration and revelation to to make it available to the world. It just so happens that today something is happening right now that is so amazing. Right now, today, I'm taping this on Thursday. You'll hear this by Friday. But Thursday in Israel, right now around the world, people are watching the Time Will Tell series, an international network to 140 nations. So I want to do something a special for that. Hopefully I can get done today and get it to the key maker and, and get it to you. But I, that's not what this audio blog is about. This audio blog really is about something that I did that uh, I hope will encourage you. It certainly encouraged me. So I want to give you some background and it's an exclusive report to those of you that are listening right now on the BFA International audio blog. I, uh, as I was here, I've, I've, I've gotten a chance to to, to be completing the work on the, the second series of Time Will Tell, which is called Right on Time. And as that is about done regarding the research and, and the taping from my, from my part, it now has to go into production mode. But as that was completing, as I was completing that, there was something that, that needed to be addressed that I just didn't really know how I would address, address it, when I would address it, and uh, if I would address it. It took until I came back to the land of Israel to be here at the Hebrew University as I was doing research, one for my language course, but also being there, having access to so much information. I got a chance to do some research that really inspired me to to, to go on this journey of discovery regarding something that really uh, is is extremely important, not only for the past, the present, but also for the future for those that are not only in the land of Israel, but for the nations. And so I've been working on that. And as a result, I had a desire to get to a place that I could not get to on my own. In fact, even with my my taxi cab driver, Iyad, who is an amazing guy, he'll go with me anywhere. There was no way that we could get to this place. I needed some favor from heaven and uh, some favor from earth. And so I made a phone call 
to the man that helped us on our tour and I asked him if he could make a phone call to see if there was any way possible for to see if there was any tour back to this place called Mount Eval. If you've heard about Mount Eval, uh, unfortunately, and I think it was around the year 2000 or so, there was a, a murder uh, on Mount Eval. Uh, a, a tour group was there hiking and some terrorists at long range uh, rifles uh, uh, actually uh, killed a rabbi there and as a result of that, they shut the thing down. There was actually another planned terrorist attack that they had a tour that was going to go there and they canceled the tour. And so it's been a very difficult place to get to. You have to go there um, on a special permit by the IDF. Uh, and so these tours, they don't go that often. And so now I have a phone call. Hello? Yes. No, tomorrow. Yes. Okay, bye. Well, uh, <laughs> this is an example of what happens to me. That was the hotel calling saying, what are you doing in your room still? You're supposed to be gone. And I I <laughs> had to go downstairs and talk to them. And sure enough, I have to check out today. I thought I was checking out tomorrow, which means tonight. I have no idea where I'm going to be tonight. But I need to get this audio blog done before uh, so I can get it uploaded uh, to to the key maker. It's really funny. I'm here and the reason that I have to get kicked out of the hotel, I've got a special rate that the tour company gave me really cheap for me to stay here. But the Jerusalem Marathon is taking place this weekend, which I thought for me was tomorrow, but it's obviously tonight. I got to get out of the hotel. Where am I staying tonight? I have no idea, but there's no room in the inn. <laughs> Excuse my excitement. This is an interesting journey. Anyway, I got to get back to this Mount Deval issue. We'll worry about where I'm staying uh, once I once I pack up. I told him I needed a late checkout for the BFA audio blog listeners. They said, OK, you've got another hour and a half. So let me finish this audio blog. So what you have to have is a permit and you get this permit and you're able to go with a special uh, uh, tour. Well, I obviously am on my own. I had the phone call made. Come to find out there is a group that was a French speaking group that was going to be going to Mount Eval. And uh, uh, they had a um, a Jewish guide who also speaks uh, a French. And they agreed to let me hitchhike, in effect, with them. Now, I, I don't think I understood this completely, but <laughs> this is really amazing. So what happens is I, I get there, I get on this bus, and it's an armored bus. And the armored bus drives from Jerusalem all the way into an area outside of Nablus. And then the IDF come and there is a, a Jeep that leads and then there's an armored vehicle behind uh, the bus and then they lead you to this place. Now, you, I'm, I'm in a hurry, obviously, because they're going to kick me out of the hotel. And like I said, I have no idea where I'm staying. Don't tell my wife. But anyway, so so anyway, I'm on the bus, armored bus. French speaking people, I don't understand a word of what they're saying. Uh, the, the Hebrew speaking guide is not speaking Hebrew, obviously, speaking French for the folks. And it was an, an amazing, I, I mean, I have to tell you, it was an amazing experience. Now, I've taken this perspective out of Deuteronomy chapter 11. I think it is verse uh, 22 or so where Moses is speaking to the people. And he says, every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours. I kind of took that as, you know, one who's joined myself to the creator of the universe and will have a better place even than the sons and daughters of Israel, that I would be able to go places and uh, with my feet. And and I wouldn't have to be concerned of, of being concerned about my, my safety or anything like that. Though I have to say, 
when I saw the preparations that took for this trip, uh, they, they take this very seriously. And it goes on in Deuteronomy 7. It says here, it says, uh, let's see, no man will be able to stand before you. The Lord your God, Yehovah your God, will lay the dread of you on the fear of you on all the land on which you set your foot as he has spoken to you. And so this 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 deal in, in Deuteronomy 11 has been a bit of an encouragement for me. I've gone to some places that many people that are living in the land of Israel right now, Jewish people, Israeli citizens, are not able to go because of uh, terror. And there's just all sorts of issues. And so they've actually forbade them to go certain places. And I, I talked about that before. But this place for me was very important because at Mount Eval is the actual altar of Joshua. And I've, I, 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 oh my goodness, I don't even know how to explain to you. When I prayed about this, I knew I wouldn't be able to do it until after the tour. I knew I wouldn't be able to do it unless there was favor from heaven and favor on earth. And sure enough, I'm on this uh, bus, this armored bus with the military in the front and the military in the back and soldier on the bus uh, protecting us as we go to this place. And I will tell you, it was worth every single second. Just, it's almost, I, I, I always get tears in my eyes just to think that as I'm walking from the bus down this hill and then off into the distance, you see this, this structure. And I mean, it, you just get the chills. In fact, I have the chills right now. Maybe it's because I don't know where I'm staying tonight, or maybe it's just because I'm caught up in the moment. But either way, it, it was just so, so, so amazing. And so uh, I, I, I'm, I, what I wanted to do, and, and again, I, I wanted to do this especially for, for our listeners. What I was there to do was I'm actually taping. And so you will get a chance to see the video of this in HD with my little camera uh, on, the, on the project that's going to come just after uh, the Right on Time. It's connected to Right on Time. And it has to do with um, a really important uh, aspect of biblical history. You know what's interesting is I'm here. Uh, I think sometimes people look at uh, the Bible as sort of like a fairy tale. Once upon a time, a long time ago, in the land, blah, 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 blah. And even the man who found this particular uh, archaeological site, uh, Mr. Zertal, uh, said that as a result of him finding Joshua's altar, he became a believer in the Bible. And, you know, you got to understand, for me, uh, that's important because the Biblical Foundations Academy aspiring people around the world to build a biblical foundation for their faith. If the Bible isn't something that we can put our feet on and say this is a foundation, the word of God, then what is what else is there? So it has to do with that. This this the second thing that I'm doing. And like I said, I want to I want to stay focused on the experience at Mount Eval. So what I decided to do and, and especially now, I'm really glad that I made this decision because I'm getting kicked out of the hotel and I won't have Internet access for the next 24 hours. I got to tell you something exciting, though. So when they told me a couple days ago, they said, hey, we're going to let you stay at the hotel, but you've got to be kicked out on the 20th. And I'm still confused on dates because I'm thinking it's Friday and it is the 20th today, but it's the 21st. I had no idea where I was staying for the weekend. So I thought that as of tomorrow night is when I needed a place to stay. And sure enough, I had a wonderful thing happen yesterday. Um, a friend of mine, Dr. Eduardo Reconati, met him and during the se the seventh month series. Uh, Bruce Brill, actually, another friend of mine, introduced me to him. He is an amazing man. He's got his PhD. He is a smart Hebrew speaking, speaks four languages. Yesterday, we had a study time on the jewels that are in the Hebrew Bible. He said to me the last time I was here, 
you freshen up a little bit more on your Hebrew and you and I can spend some time. So when I finished my course, I called him. I went out to where he lives and uh, we had been there. So we were doing some taping and and studying and research. Well, yesterday he came and picked me up, brought me back out to where he lives. And where does he live? He lives in a place called Tekoa. The prophet Amos was from Tekoa. And so um, I got a chance to go with him yesterday. And as we were there, he said, so what are your plans? I said, well, Friday night and Saturday, I'm going to try to find a little place to stay in, in Jerusalem somewhere. There's a marathon. He said, no, no, no. You'll stay with me and my wife in Tekoa. And so he insisted. No, I'm telling you, folks. He insisted that Friday night and Saturday night I spend Shabbat in Tekoa with he and his wife. They've been living there for 30 years or so. And I'm telling you. I've got to do something from Tekoa. I mean, it's it's a prophetic place. It's an important place. It's an amazing place. Anyway, I will be staying with him on Friday and Saturday night in Tekoa. And again, there's so many things out there. It's, it's just amazing. But as I said, tonight, I have no idea where I'm staying. And I got to tell you, there's something exciting about that. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to find myself over in the, in the controversial area. And I'm going to tell you why. Because of something that happened. Now, Again, Mount Eval, the the altar of Joshua, uh, every place you put your feet. I mean, it's 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 amazing. And so let me do this right now. I tell you what, let's let's make a quick switch. I actually taped something from the spot. Let's listen to that. And after we finish that, come right back. And then I will wrap this up and let you know what I think I'm going to do tonight. Well, folks, I hope you can hear me. I have decided to do something a little bit strange. I'm sure the key maker is going to be just uh, furious because of the uh, ability or inability for you to hear me. I'm outside right now after taking a special tour from the city of Jerusalem. I've been on a bus for a couple hours with a French-speaking group and a Hebrew-speaking guide who's also a, a great French speaker. Doesn't speak English too well, but that's okay because I've been able to understand him. We're traveled from Jerusalem. We picked up a military escort. We've been taking that military escort to the top of a place called Mount Eval. Uh, this is not a, a normal uh, tour that doesn't happen very often, but I've gotten a chance to break into that group and, and, and just kind of hitchhike with them. And so here I am. I just thought to myself, if I'm going to go all the way here, I've got to do something special for our BFA audio blog listeners. So I'm bringing you here as I'm experiencing it. I'm on Mount Eval. And I'm looking at a structure that is causing me to have goosebumps. This is the altar, the altar of Joshua. And I'm telling you what's so amazing about it geographically is that it's just, I, I cannot wait for you to see the video that I'm going to be producing right now. I'm doing two things right now, uh, producing the second series of Time Will Tell, which will, will hopefully, by God's grace uh, and his provision, play this fall uh, but I'm also just wanted to to bring you here because you are the uh, BFA audio blog listeners as I'm experiencing it. So you're going to have to just give me some grace. I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm looking at a structure of uncut stones that is shaped like an altar according to the dimensions of the Torah that we understand that Joshua built. And I think the only thing I can do right now is just read, if I can, from Joshua chapter 8. It says this in verse 30. Then Joshua built on Mount Eval an altar to Jehovah, the God of Israel. As Moses, the servant of Jehovah, had commanded the Israelites, he built it according to what is written in the book of the Torah of, of Moses, an altar of uncut stones on which no iron tool had been used. On it they offered to Jehovah burnt offerings and sacrificed fellowship offerings. There in the presence of the Israelites, 
Joshua copied on stones the Torah of Moses, which he had written. All Israel, and I love this verse, all Israel, aliens and citizens alike, with their elders, officials and judges, were standing on both sides of the Ark of the Covenant of Yehovah, facing those who carried it, and the priests who were Levites, half of the people stood in front of Mount Gerizim, and half of them in front of Mount Deval, as Moses, the servant of Yehovah, had formally commanded when he gave instructions to bless the people of Israel. I cannot help it. I'm here in Mount Deval. I'm looking right now. Excuse me. Folks, there's wind blowing. I'm trying to stay. I'm looking right now at this altar, and it's 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 just amazing. I've got my soldiers here with us. Uh, you know, they're locked and loaded because of the situation here. There was actually a murder up in this area some years ago, and it was it was closed to anyone being able to come. But now, under a special military escort, they are they bring people once or twice. Uh, I don't know a year. It just so happens that while I'm in Jerusalem, I've been able to hook up with this group. I like I say, I don't understand any French other than bonjour. But my Hebrew-speaking guide has been willing to share a little bit with me. And so I'm here looking at it. I had to bring you here. But when I think about the fact that Moses said that he blessed the people, and it took Joshua that time after all those battles to get the altar built. And then there it is, Gerizim and Eval and the, and the altar. I just have to believe that the blessing came from <laughs> Numbers chapter 6. That is, he looked at the Levites and the priests. So I would like to bless you, our BFA audio blog listeners right now with a special blessing from number six. And then I've got to get back to working on the second series and doing some video. You'll get a chance to see it in that series. But this is a blessing for you. May Yehovah bless you and keep you. May Yehovah cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May Yehovah lift up his face towards you and give to you shalom, peace. Until we meet again, I just want to be excited for you that you would be blessed according to what it says in Numbers. Oh, there's even a shofar if you can hear it in the background. It says, thus he shall set his face name upon us and we shall be blessed. Amen. Well, as you can tell, I was I was pretty excited about that, and hopefully uh, you got a vision in your in your mind of what it looks like to be at Mount Eval. You can go to Joshua chapter eight and read more about the background of that place and, and Deuteronomy regarding uh, the blessing and the curse in that spot. Uh, but what I, I think I'm going to do is is I'm going to go over into the area and see if I can find a room in the controversial area by Damascus Gate in the uh, what they call the Muslim Quarter, and I'm going to tell you why I want to do that. Uh, something happened here just about uh, a few days ago that really inspired me to continue to go to the places uh, that maybe uh, some other folks can't go as a way of prophetically putting my foot in some areas and saying I'm, I'm not going to back down and if anything the fear will fall on the others rather than on me. I was at the Damascus Gate for something maybe you didn't hear about. There was a, an attempted Guinness Book of World Records uh, attempt here in the old city of Jerusalem on Sunday. On Sunday there were estimated anywhere from five to 7,000 uh, Arab-speaking people, Palestinian uh, folks that were doing a chain around the old city of Jerusalem and reading. It was a peaceful thing. Literally, what they would do is they made this chain and they were reading any book that they wanted as a way of saying it would be the world's longest reading chain. So I went to the military because the military was there. I'm like, what, what is this? They said, ah, no problem. It's not going to be a problem. These people are just reading. And so as I was there, I... So I watched something happen from the start until the finish, and I, I want to end the audio blog this way and why I believe that even though there's terror in different places, you know, we cannot be people that will 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 fall to fear. Uh, as I was there on the Damascus Gate, which is by the Muslim quarter in the old city of Jerusalem, as this thing was wrapping up, 
the, the reading world record was was wrapping up. It was supposed to end at three o'clock. Well, at about five minutes to three, you heard some beating of drums and some chanting. And all of a sudden I looked behind me and there was the Palestinian flag that was coming, the PLO flag uh, that was coming towards the Baskets Gate. And I could just get a sense something was going on. I saw the military start making their shifts and moves and and they were going different places. And I think they obviously knew what was going to happen. Well, the long story short is that a group came into the midst of all of these uh, people that were doing this event and they began to chant different things in, uh, in, in Arabic, Alu uh, Akbar, and the list went on and on, chanting and singing, chanting and singing. Well, I've got my little camera on. I'm taping the whole thing because I know in my heart that there's something that's about to happen. So I've got my camera on and I'm watching it. And sure enough, even though you had old men and old women and young women and young men that were seriously and specifically there to read, they sort of got caught up with this small group of people who became a bigger group of people who began to shift the purpose of the day. Sure enough, they were chanting and chanting and chanting and pretty soon they're yelling and I can see the military in one section looking and they're getting their helmets on. I see another group that's going towards the police and then sure enough what happens, this group at about three o'clock, they begin to move out into the streets by Nablus Road, by the old city of Jerusalem, by Damascus Gate. So what did I do? I followed them. I wanted to see what was going on. And I watched this thing unfold. They were chanting and then they took to the streets and they shut the street down. And I looked around and I didn't see any police. I didn't see uh, the military. I just knew that they were around somewhere. Sure enough, these young guys are chanting down the street, shutting off traffic. Cars are turning around. They're nervous. And then a police car pulls up to try to say to them, hey, enough is enough. Well, when the police car pulled up, they were faced with this mob and it was as if time stopped. Would the police car hold its ground or would the mob hold its ground? Who was going to retreat first? And guess what happened? The police car put it in reverse slowly. As soon as the police car put it in reverse, the mob rushed the police car and then the rocks started flying. And when the rocks started flying, bam, hits the window. And I mean, I'm running. I scrape my I'm like, what is going on here? And sure enough, it became uh, one of those things you see on the news, you know, where there's going to be this uh, this this confrontation. I watched the IDF come out and try to stop the crowd. They they did a phenomenal job. They did not attack. They did not, prov- pro, you know, do any provocation. They didn't shoot any bullets. They didn't do anything like that. They basically said, okay, this has gone far enough. And I've kind of noticed that that seems to be what happens over here. There is sort of this 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 movement of let's get something started and it happens on the temple mount i mean i've talked about it before people start throwing rocks and they start charging and shouting and yelling and the idf takes sort of the defensive position until it crosses over the line and and by god's grace i was very excited that it did not go any further than that the, the police car was damaged and i looked at the faces of the two it was a woman and a man police officer in that in that thing and they they just stayed unemotional though they were surrounded and rocks are flying and banging into their car and people banging on their car and chanting they just calmly reversed that thing uh the idf came they stood there guarded them they turned the car around eventually the the group uh the mob went to the left in front of the police station right where the police are and they chanted 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 and after about 15 or 20 minutes everything uh died down but it, it really gave me a picture of of sort of what goes on over here when you look at the news you hear about the idf you know doing this bad thing and doing this bad thing but no one ever talks about that that sort of how things start and it's i've seen it happen 
over and over again. I was actually in the midst of it. And, you know, it brings me back to to why I'm saying what I'm saying about Joshua's altar and why it was placed where it was placed and what the purpose of it was. God giving the land to the people and saying, this is going to be your land. This is what you're going to do. Now, I understand. I've said it before. It's complicated how things work out. But I do know one thing for sure. When you've got a group of people who are intent on terror, a group of people who are intending to hurt sticks and stones do break bones. And I mean, they tried to break some bones. I watched this thing happen. You know, the the, the Israeli police and, and, and the government, I understand they've got to be sensitive to peace plans and all that. But there's also got to be a time where you just put your foot down and say enough is enough. And I think in that situation, I actually would have been uh, supportive of them breaking that breaking that crowd up. They stopped traffic. They didn't care about laws. They didn't care about damaging property. And that kind of thing cannot be done. So I pray for wisdom on behalf of the, the IDF and the police and all those folks. And, you know, I was there in the middle of it. And I, I'll be honest with you, it was it was an experience that I'll, I'll never forget just to watch a riot from its inception. It was like a perfect storm. The ingredients were all there. Thousands of people. The sun is shining. They're right by the old city. You see the police there. I mean, it was amazing. So anyway, I'm still here, folks. So I want you to pray for me next week. It is important that I stay here through next week because we have coming uh, the sighting of the moon for the beginning of the first month so that we can know when Passover is. And I just got to tell you right now, there's a bit of controversy. (laughs) I'm going to jump right into it, but I'm going to complete the research I'm going to complete doing what I have to do. Pray for our team. Pray for provision. Pray for what we're doing. Go to the projects page. It's overwhelming. Today, as I mentioned, 140 nations are hearing about Time Will Tell. And by God's grace, they're going to hear about the second series and everything else we're doing now. While I keep working, I want you to keep reading. I want you to keep listening. I want you to keep watching and pray that I could find a place to sleep because there's no room in the end. But in the meantime, I'm trusting God for everything for the left, the right, the back, the forward. He is with me now as I pray that he be with you. And remember as the blessing that I prayed from the mount called Mount Eval. So he shall set his name upon his people and he himself shall bless them. Be blessed until we see or hear from each other again.